LivingLunaticMedia.com. Quick Rants, Episode 51, Trader Lee. There is a frightening lack of patriotism in America currently, people. Rich NFL athletes who get paid millions of dollars to play a kid's game refuse to stand for our national anthem and show they love their country. People won't give the president a chance. Who, even if he does throw a social media temper tantrum that invokes the word bad six times like he's scolding his dog, is the president and must be respected. Respect the office even if you don't respect the man who acts like a giant child. Even more appalling though, and the last straw, is that these anti-American liberal assholes want to take down monuments to great patriotic Americans like Stonewall Jackson, Robert E. Lee, James Ewell Brown, Jeb Stewart, Pierre Gustave Tétant Beauregard, Nathan Bedford Forrest, and James Longstreet. Yes, if great American patriots and heroes who abandoned their oath to defend their country and joined in with a group of traitorous slave owners to form their own nation founded on slavery can't be honored with statues, well then, who can? Okay, I know, I went too far. No one built a monument to James Longstreet. That fucking asshole cost Mars Robert the Battle of Gettysburg by questioning if 13,000 men could cross a mile uphill through enfilading cannon fire and overcome 25,000 men holding that ridge. I mean, he should have known that Bobby Lee was a full-blown, infallible god of fucking war and just obeyed the order. Now Nathan Bedford Forrest, the guy who helped found the KKK, why should we take his monuments down? Uh, hint. He founded the KKK, and uh, go read up on Fort Pillow. It's pretty horrifying and makes him out to be um, the biggest piece of shit ever to live. Well, one of them. Somehow, though, the angriest members of the right wing and some moderate members of the right wing are simultaneously angry that NFL football players are showing a lack of patriotism and support for our troops while arguing that guys who actually committed fucking treason against the United States of America should have monuments erected to them. The two positions cannot logically be held by a sane individual. If you've not already turned off this podcast in disgust, stay with me for a few minutes and let's dive into what the Confederacy really was and who Lee, Jackson, and the rest really were. Uh, traitors. They were fucking traitors. Damn it, Scott. The Confederacy was founded on states' rights, and Lee went with his state. He had no choice but to follow Virginia. Well, yes, Lee did. Winfield Scott, the general-in-chief, was a Virginian, and he did not leave with his, with his state. Many did, but each man had a choice. As to states' rights, well, yes, the Confederacy was really big on states' rights. But if you ever dig a little deeper, you'll see that it was about states' rights to determine if slavery was legal. But don't take my word on it. Take the word of Alexander Stevens, the Confederate Vice President. Our new government is founded upon exactly the opposite idea. Its foundations are laid, its cornerstone rests upon the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man. That slavery, subordination to the superior race, is his natural and normal condition. This, our new government, is the first in the history of the world based upon this great physical, philosophical, 
and moral truth. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand how people get that this government was founded on slavery. I mean, what would make you think this? Okay, well, maybe that's just one guy. Uh, Well, you know what? Let's check out South Carolina's Declaration of Secession. A geographical line has been drawn across the Union, and the states north of that line have united in the election of a man to the high office of President of the United States whose opinions and purposes are hostile to slavery. He is to be entrusted with the administration of the common government because he has declared that government cannot endure permanently half-slave and half-free, and that the public mind must rest in the belief that slavery is in the course of ultimate extinction. No, it's not about slavery at all. South Carolina didn't really care about that at all. It was all about states' rights to determine if slavery was legal. I could go on with many more examples, but that's another show coming soon to raving lunatic media called America Asunder. Yeah, I know, I promised it last November, maybe this November. Suffice it to say, there are numerous dead Confederates who will tell you with their written words left behind that the Southern cause for the Civil War was the preservation of a state's rights to determine if slavery was legal. If you believe otherwise, you are wrong. It's not an opinion. It's not my opinion. It's not your opinion. We have the words of the founders of the Confederacy as proof that you are wrong if you think that it was founded for any other purpose than to preserve the right of people to own other people. But what about Lee, Longstreet, and Jackson? They weren't necessarily large slave owners. Well, Lee was. He inherited about 150 slaves, and yes, he freed them, but only because his dead father-in-law's will obligated him to by law by 1863, which he just barely got to. He didn't do it because he felt morally compelled to. Lee thought slavery would run its course when God decided that the African-American man had reached a level where he could stand on his own two feet, which might be a few hundred years down the road, according to Lee. Oh, yeah. You know, real enlightened. You know, really against slavery. Maybe these men were moderate for their time. Who cares? Maybe the fact that they owned slaves doesn't invalidate the amazing accomplishments they had in the battlefield and the lives that they lived. Maybe, you know what, you're right, it doesn't invalidate Lee's battlefield accomplishments. You know what does make Lee not a hero? Leaving your country to serve in an army that is fighting and killing the citizens of the country that you left. Could you ever imagine erecting a statue to American citizens who defected to join ISIS? No, you can't, and you wouldn't even consider doing it. There would be a damn near universal outrage that might finally cause the left and right to agree on something other than Hitler was probably a bad dude. So why are we hell-bent on erecting monuments to people who killed other Americans and rebelled against this country? Robert E. Lee had a choice be the commanding general of all United States armies, which he was offered, and fulfill his patriotic duty as an American, or follow the rich, slave-holding planter class that he was a member of out of the Union and fight for Virginia and the Confederacy. He chose to follow the first families of Virginia, of which he was one, in rebellion, and as an excuse, said that he cannot raise his hand against his home state. Well, yes, he could, because there were numerous other Southern generals who stayed with the Union and followed their obligation to their country over their state. It was one moment in his life, and there were others, where Lee lacked conviction and moral fortitude to make his own choice. Lee had a choice fight for America or betray it. He chose betrayal, and in 1864 alone, 
led the Army of Northern Virginia to inflict 63,000 casualties on actual patriotic American soldiers fighting to preserve the country founded by Washington. That is the crux of this. If you are arguing to keep up monuments to Confederate soldiers, you are arguing to keep up a monument to traitors of this country. And that's why the argument to take down monuments to George Washington is not the same thing as taking down monuments to Robert E. Lee. George Washington didn't raise his hand against this country and try to destroy it. Lee, Jackson, Stewart, Longstreet, Nathan Bedford, Forrest, Jefferson Davis, Albert Sidney Johnston, Joe Johnston, they turned their back on the military and country they served to lead a rebellion against this nation and led armies that killed hundreds of thousands of loyal Americans fighting to save it. Benedict Arnold is nothing compared to Lee Jackson, Stuart Longstreet, Davis, and Forrest. So how can a person who is so angry about NFL players not respecting the military and the flag by standing for the national anthem, arguing to keep up monuments, honoring men who actually betrayed this nation and fought and led men who killed men who fought to sustain it. Because in many cases, but not all, the anger expressed over monument removal or kneeling NFL players is not about patriotism at all. It's about a fear of losing an identity. It's about a fear of losing control and a fear of what might happen in a world where the high-sounding words of the Constitution are reality and all human beings are truly equal. No NFL player refusing to stand for the anthem is protesting military veterans. They have said over and over again they are protesting police use of force. That has nothing to do with veterans. And what you think they are protesting by kneeling doesn't actually make it what they are protesting. No one is removing General Lee from the history books. He belongs there. He belongs in a museum. We have to know about Lee, Davis, and all the events that led to the founding of the Confederacy so we understand how we came to be the nation that we are today. Keeping Confederate generals and leaders in the history books and museums is fine. Building monuments to them says that what they stood for and fought for has value and should be honored. And quite frankly, no, it does not have value and it fucking should not be honored. This has been a quick rant, a raving lunatic media production. Email me at contact at ravinglunaticmedia.com with your thoughts or leave comments on the website at ravinglunaticmedia.com. While you're there, check out the other stuff going on at the website. As always, thank you for listening.